Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Show. This is episode 347, and we're getting close to Turkey Thanksgiving, aren't we, listeners? Um, This is going to be a discussion between me and my great co-host, Cindy Nickerson. Cindy, would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners and viewers? Hello, everyone. Cindy Nicholson from thecoursewhisperer.co, and uh, we'll talk a lot about the work that I do as we get into this episode today. Yes. And what we're going to be discussing, um, basically, um, how do you engage your students on your course? Basically, that's what we're going to be discussing. Sounds simple, but there's a lot of areas to cover. We're going to be going quick and deep, as they say, into the murky waters of membership sites. But before that, I want to talk about one of our great sponsors. And we've had some great sponsors in 2018. And one of them is WP Fusion. And what does WP Fusion do? Well, in your technology stack, obviously, I think you should have WordPress. Then the second thing you should have in 2018 is your CRM, which is your customer relation manager or system. And what I'm talking about there, I'm talking about something like Active Campaign, MailChimp, um, Campaign Monitor. That all the formal email uh, clients are now going into marketing automation as well. So why should you care about this? Well, if you've got a membership site or if you've got an e-commerce site, um, being able to track um, members or um, people that buy stuff from you around the website and then when they do certain actions, send them a series of email is a powerful tool. And what WP Fusion does, it allows you to do that. It basically allows you to do a number of really crazy, powerful things. So go to the WP Fusion website. And what the other great news is that if you buy any of their packages and you use the coupon code WPTONIC, all uppercase, one word, you get 25% off any of their packages. And you can only get that with that coupon code. It's a totally special offer that they only offer to you, the WPTONIC tribe. That's not bad, is it? So on we go into our discussion, Cindy. So how would you like to start off our discussion on this particular subject? Yeah, well, I I think the first thing is kind of establishing what the problem is. Um, Really, people want to create online courses, um, but one of the biggest challenges or one of the biggest struggles that is happening out there with the online course world is that people just either aren't engaging in the contents or finishing the content. I don't know. I've taken a number. I've signed up for a number of online courses and... I would say over 60, maybe 70% of the courses I haven't finished. Oh, you naughty girl. Yeah. Well, (laughs) this is not uncommon. Have you taken courses, Jonathan, where you haven't finished? And I want to make it totally clear to our female listeners. I'm not being patronizing. Cindy now, as my co-host, is totally (laughs) used to my English humor. And I wasn't being patronizing there at all, was I, Cindy? 
Yeah, it's okay, Jonathan. I know you by now. But have you taken a uh, sign up for a course, Jonathan, and haven't finished it? I don't. Um, I've got one that I um, uh, um, is actually um, one of our friends who goes on my Friday show. Um, it's. Um, <laughs> my brain's just gone. let's get back onto the subject yeah I've just joined one course and I'm just I've just looked at it and I haven't gone back but I'm going to be studying it a bit more today yeah it's easy to start off and then put it to one side and never go back to it isn't it well that's the thing and and you know I don't know what the real stats are but you hear a number of different stats that two to five percent of people finish courses or 20 percent of the people who sign up for your courses only finish it and I don't know I don't care what the number is the number is just really bad and so if you're wanting to create a course one of the key things you need to be thinking about is how to like engage your students how to make sure that you know they keep going through the course because ultimately well, if you think about it this way, if you create a course and the students that take your course get all the way through it, they get the transformation, you know, that you promised at the when they bought the course. Well, to me, that's the best type of marketing out there, right? You have great referrals, you have great people giving reviews on your course. So when you're creating a course, you want to create it in such a way that you make sure that people get all the way through it. And, you know, the way things are right now, the, a lot of the way the courses are designed right now, um, they're not designed in a way to kind of help get the person through the entire course. And, you know, I'm going to ask the obvious question because I'm that type of guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, what are some of those main reasons? You know, you just said, you know, they build their course in an obvious way that encourages not to finish the course. Well, it's interesting because often the perception of, you know, creating a course is, well, I'll just make a bunch of videos, tell people about what I know, and then I will sell it as a course. And, and there's actually a lot of things that you can do in the design of the course. And that's kind of what I do is I'm an instructional designer. There's a lot of things that you can do in the design of the course that helps people get through it. And so some of the reasons that, you know, they're, they're not completing the course, either they, they may not have time, um, you know, everybody's busy. So they've, they signed up for a course and they've had all these hopes and dreams of completing it, but then reality got in the way and they didn't have the time to finish it. Or once they got into the course, they found that it was not relevant. You know, the content wasn't what it was that what they thought it was going to be. And then I think kind of the third big reason is that um, they don't finish the course is, is, is it's, it's too much. It's too overwhelming that they don't have the confidence that if they take the course, they're actually going to get the result. And so just kind of begging off of the course because they, they don't, they get in there and they realize, okay, this is too much for me. So I think those are kind of yeah. some of the main reasons that people aren't finishing the course. And so there's a lot of things that you can do with the design of the course to kind of counteract some of those, you know, reasons why people may not finish it. I was going to ask you a quick question on that, and then when we go deeper into these areas that you just outlined, you know, a lot of people, you know, um, they like to show all all the um, lessons of the course, right? And they, they say, well, you know, we're going to build this fantastic big course, and it's going to offer all this value and all these lessons. So, and when... When the person logs in, they'd be able to see all the lessons, see all the modules. 
Do you think having like a, like 40 modules in a course does totally the opposite of the owner thinking? It actually has a psychological element where it deters the students from finishing. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, again, that, that's, you know, it's one thing like logging in and seeing all of this content that somebody has to complete in order to get the results. So that, that's kind of the first thing. The other thing is the length of the videos. You know, if they have like, if, if people have videos within their courses that are 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour long, as soon as people see things like that, they, 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 especially if they start listening to it and it doesn't apply to them directly, they're gone. And so then they're never coming back to it. So, um, by, by logging in and seeing all of the content, it depends on how it's structured. Um, I think, you know, it's okay to have a number of different modules as long as they are there for good reason, if they make sense to, to be in the course itself. And, and that's part of, you know, when you are creating a course is to be super clear on what the outcome is going to be. And when you're super clear on what the outcome is that you want to achieve in the course, then you only include content that gets that result. Anything else outside of that, you don't include it. Because I tell you, adult learners, <laughs> we don't like to waste our time. <laughs> we, don't, we don't like to waste our time and we are super, super sensitive to content that doesn't apply to us. So well, we've, been, we've been exposed to those university lecturers that, you know, we were forced to do that course and you know, listen to some waffler for a semester and that totally wasted our life, <laughs> life juices and our passion for education almost finished us off forever, haven't we? Well, exactly. And, and we don't have the luxury of that with online courses. We've got Facebook to compete with. We have Instagram. We have all these other competing distractions that will take us away. We're not stuck in a, you know, um, a lecture hall where we have to get the, you know, and we have a test at the end of it. So with online courses, you need to be, make sure that you are super, uh, the content that you're providing really gets them the, it gives them what they need. And so that's one way to make sure that you're engaging your clients is to just only provide the content that the, the students need in order to get the result that they want. So if they, it, you know, I was being flippant there, but unfortunately it's a reality that that fear is a, a great inducer for getting something done, isn't it? Where most online courses don't, don't have that fear element like in a, in a university you know if you if you failed too many courses they just kick you out and if it's cost you a fair bit of money to do the university and in America that's a fact um there's a big motivation to get it but on the other hand when you look at the actual um amount of students that leave I don't know what the statistics in Canada are but the statistics in America for people actually dropping out the first semester, the first year of their university is mind-bending, isn't it, Cindy? Yeah, well, and and again, you know, why are they dropping out is kind of an interesting question. A lot of it is that there's a perception that they don't think that this will add value to what they're doing. Exactly. Now, when it gets the other factor, as you were talking, do you think... Um, Obviously, we've discussed this in previous episodes about finding your niche. But in that niche, do you think at the beginning of the course, it's a good idea to say, to have additives, to say, if you're this kind of individual at this level, or you're this individual at this level, or you're here, maybe three, 
you, you know, the first, maybe you should look at this element of the course if you're this number one and look at these elements if you're number two or look at these elements of the course if you're number three. Is that making any sense, Cindy? It, it makes sense, but I wouldn't structure it that way. Right. I, I, would, I, I would create three different courses. Right. And, and you know, let's say you have, um, so for example, I am working with a client who um, is an Airbnb specialist. So he's creating a course for other Airbnb um, hosts right. and, and how to, you know, level up their game. And um, what, there's essentially three different potential courses here. There's people who are just starting out, you know, how to, you know, you're just starting out to be an Airbnb person. What are the things that you do? Then there is the middle step where it's like, okay, you already have a property. How do you make sure, how do you, you know, get, uh, bring it, level it up to make more money from it. And then the third one is what if you want to buy more properties, um, you know, and be kind of more of a property manager. So there may be content that you would share the same in each of the three buckets, but they're, they're their own course in and of itself. So it, by saying, you know, focus on these modules versus, that's just, that'll be just way too confusing for people. Um, And so what I would suggest is if you kind of really identify three kind of different buckets, create three different courses. 50, 50, 60% of the content may be the exact same, but you want to make sure, especially from a marketing standpoint, that um, you are super clear on who the course is for. Because uh, again, if people get in there and they perceive that there's a bunch of content that doesn't apply to them, they're not coming Mm. back again. And we we need to keep them in there. So what about the intro? Is the intro the onboarding videos the description of the video is that is that a, a crucial part of getting students to finish if the other elements that we've discussed are in place yeah i think that again <laughs> you want to make the course as easy for them to complete as possible um, and so they are never more interested in completing the course that they've bought from you other than when they've just purchased it. So if you can create a really positive experience right at that outset, that um, that will help, you know, with that continuation through the course. So essentially, um, you know, people are coming into your course. Imagine they're visiting your house. The first thing you do is you want to give them a tour of your house to show them where everything is. And so you kind of want to do that with your course. They're coming to your your place. And so you want to make sure that they know their way around, they know how to navigate um, so that when they're on their own, they can get uh, through it themselves. So that's kind of one of the other ways is to make sure that they are familiar and comfortable with, with how the course is laid out, how it's structured and how to kind of navigate. That's a good point. We're going to go for our break, folks, and we're coming back, we're going to be delving in more and hopefully giving some great insights to you how to make so your course is successful and the people that join it actually finish it, which is for you to build your course and get more students is rather important. We'll be back in a few moments, folks. Do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up to date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. 
WP Tonic is well-known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com. Just like the podcast. We're coming back. I've had a great discussion with my host, Cindy Nicholson, the cool Swiss beer. Just love that, Cindy. Just love it. And you got the coolswissbeer.com, didn't you? You managed to bag that, didn't you? I did. Yes. So uh, um, <laughs> uh, we'll be delving in deep in the murky world. I was listening to Chris Badar, the, um, the CEO and joint founder of Lifter LMS, one of the leading um, learning, learning management system plugins in the Word, WordPress space. And he was interviewing, um, he also does a great podcast, folks. And Cindy, he was interviewing somebody and he, he was talking about this subject. And he's saying one factor you've got to realise is, you know, quite a few students, they're looking just for one key bit of information. When they get it from a course, they don't bother finishing the rest. So that's an element, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I think I think that that... I. I have a feeling that that's kind of where online learning is going is to more of this just in time learning where people, you know, they're not signing up a course, signing up for a course to learn about how to build an online business. They may be signing up for a course for, you know, how to build a website or how to, you know, do SEO or, you know, things like that. So I I think that I have a feeling that that's where things will go as people have been burned by taking these massive courses and they haven't finished them because they haven't needed all of the content that they're going to start to look for these more specific, um, you know, um, course ideas, which, which I think ends up being perfect for memberships, right? So, you know, you could have a membership site on building an online business and then within the membership site, you can have these various different modules on these various di- different elements within that. And so people then, then can come to the membership to find out what they need just in time as opposed to, you know, signing up for a full course. So I, I think that, you know, this whole just in time idea is going to lend itself well to really, you know, building membership sites so that, you know, people can come have the community of the membership site, but then find the content they need when they need it. Right, that's great. So um, back to this intro. So we discussed, you know, got any kind of tips, more specific information about how you do these intro, about how the course is organised? Do you, or do you think we should go on to something else about? Yeah, I I think just the, the key takeaway is to make to make sure that you do have some sort of intro video in your course. I I kind of recommend that there's two kind of the first video is around, you know, introducing yourself and, you know, why you created this course and then giving an overview of what the content is going to be. So that's kind of the first video. And then the second video I recommend is having like a navigation, how to get around inside this course that you're now in and, you know, how the, how the, how the content is laid out. So one's kind of like a, you know, the overview and the next one is kind of like the technical navigation yeah. thing. So that's kind of bottom line of what I think you need in when you, um, to, when people first join your course. And do you think, you know, if you're starting your first course, 
and you're trying to get traction, do you think you should offer one-to-one onboarding experience? You know, obviously, as hopefully as the course expands, you can't do that because you just wouldn't have the time and resources. But do you think you should offer some um, personal onboarding to your initial students that join it? Initial onboarding, meaning like... Well, you, you know, you actually have a one-to-one Zoom with them and you show them how you, have, you offer that to the initial students? Uh, it doesn't hurt. And I don't know, it may not necessarily need to be one-to-one. It could be just like a kickoff call where people, you know, come on, you know, join, uh, yeah. you know, through Facebook or what have you. And they have the opportunity to ask some questions or what have you at the beginning. So that, that might be a way to, to do that. The one-to-one may be more almost like as a bonus that you could offer, you know, if they buy within a, like where you can offer a call with you, but that may not be till a little bit later on, as opposed to right at the intro. Mm. The reason why I bring that up is in the startup world, there's been a um, quite, you know, um, dropout rate. Exactly what we're talking about. Membership is very prevalent in the discussions in the startup world. And one of the things that's, um, people have been doing I've noticed in in that startup world is the they call it the onboarding initial onboarding experience they've been offering one-to-one video onboarding to their applications that's why I bring it up Cindy seems to be a slight trend because this dropout rate in the startup world is very large and it's a big subject in that world um on we go. So I think, you know, some of the other factors that we've discussed in previous episodes is breaking down your videos, breaking down the content into digestible um, morsels, um, gamification, or, you know, that seems still to be a big buzzword in the learning system. Um, also linked to our um, sponsor of this episode, um, you know, um, automization of emails um, where students reach a certain level or there's, they seem to have stopped um, actually working with the course, then a series of emails are sent to them to encourage them to come back and finish the course. Are they, are they all... Um, elements in your quiver of arrows that you think that people should be looking at to encourage their students to actually finish the course? Yeah, well, the idea is that there's so many little things that you can do to your course to help boost that engagement or that, you know, the completion rate and, and, you know, sending those periodic emails, um, um, you know, either as reminder that the course that, that the courses or a congratulatory email when they finished a particular module, those are all really cool things that you can do. So, so maybe you can talk about the technology around that, Jonathan, in terms of, you know, what what tech options are available to you know students or, or sorry to course creators to really help with that engagement. You talked about email, but. Well, I think we start with gamification. There's a couple of well-known additional plugins um, that you can utilise. You know, fundamentally, um, my focus is WordPress and the two leading WordPress plugins is Lifter LMS and LearnDash. 
both owned by excellent founders and CEOs. Um, with Learn Dash, it's Justin. With Lifter LMS, it's a joint founders. That's um, Chris and Tom. Super, super guys. Now with Learn Dash, um, they keep it. They have they their focus is learning management system. And if you want additional membership or gamification, you um, have to buy third party plugins that will um, achieve that. There's about uh, three in the WordPress world. Um, they don't come to mind, but I'll make sure they're in the actual show notes that help you with gamification. We've learned Dash, um, that they have, um, they have third-party plugins, but they also build add-ons because their, their actual core model is slightly different to Learn Dash. With Learn Dash, you have to buy... Um, um, you have to put money in the game straight away because it's a paid plugin. With Lifter NMS, you can buy all the the core Lifter NMS plugin f for free. It's in the the WordPress depository, and you can just download it, install it. Um, it works. There, you know, you can't take payments. Um, you have to buy. Um, these add-ons from Lifter LMS to like take payment through Stripe or um, PayPal. And they also have an add-on for gamification as well that you can buy. There's, they have their own one, and I think there's a couple third-party ones. So gamification through those two plugins is, is available. Um, and depending on which either third-party solution or the internal add-on that you choose is up to your choice and needs, really, Cindy. Now, what do you think is a, a good way of using... Because it's a buzzword, isn't it? But um, have you got any insights about how it can be used effectively? Any tips or insights how it can be used effectively for a membership website? Well, what, does, what, what gamification options are available with the plugin? Like what kinds of things can they add to the course? Well, you know, quizzes, when you get, you get tokens, certificates, you, you know, that they, depending on which one you got, they, they add all that, don't they, where they, they're trying to get you into like you get for you in they provide a list of active members and the top member gets five stars and that you know um so they're encouraging competitive spirit to be generated into the user group which has its good points but also can have its bad points got it yeah, that's true. I guess you need to know your audience to know whether or not that would resonate with them or not. Exactly, isn't it? Um, but what I was interested in getting from you was, um, is there any kind of scientific research or any in, in the educational field that, um, that shows that gamification actually does encourage people to finish the course? Well, I, I can't say as I can quote any scientific research um, off the top of my head, but their, their gamification definitely has its place in online courses. 
Um, just again, because people are creating the, or finishing their courses on their own, they're in their own little space. They need to have a way to kind of um, engage them. And, you know, at the very least, you know, the completions of the modules, like where you are at in the course with the completion is the minimum <laughs> gamification you want to include. Um, but, but beyond that, you know, um, earning points for completing um, you know, modules or, you know, pieces, I, I love it. I think if you can add that to your course, I don't think it would detract anyone from doing it. It can only um, motivate or inspire people to continue on. My husband is a huge, like, he would love things like that. Oh, right. He's totally motivated by things like that. Me, not so much, but I can definitely see its value. So if there is a way that you can add some sort of gamification to, to you know... To, to so your- you can also do it, say so they reach so many points, they get a bonus as well. I've learned, it occurred in our last interview last week, actually, Cindy, um, with Belinda, um, Ginger Spice. Uh, um, so, uh, <laughs> uh, um, no, she she remarked, she sent in out this daily email. You know, it doesn't appeal to me to receive a daily email, but it's working for her and her audience. So what you mustn't do, um, listeners and viewers, is... Because it's not exactly your cup of tea, you shouldn't think it won't go down really well with your audience. It, that you can get you can get into your own bubble, can't you, Cindy? Yeah, absolutely. I know. So I had signed up for a course that was through Thinkific, and I signed up for it a long time ago, and I haven't finished it. But I get emails maybe I don't know how often I once every two weeks or something just as a reminder about the course or whatever and so it it definitely reminds me of it and keeps it on my radar so you know that kind of thing I may not have done myself but now when I see it in in action you can see how effective certain things can be and um, just to finish off when it comes to email automation um, with um, with WP Fusion and with some of the hosted solutions, some of the SaaS solutions, um, Kajabi, uh, I think, has some of this to a large extent. But definitely with using something like Active Campaign or Drip or Campaign Monitor with WP Fusion and WordPress, with your um, learning management plugin, Learn Dash or Lifter LMS. Um, you can definitely um, set up quite rapidly. Um, obviously, you've got to write your email emails, but you can definitely set up automizations. So when a student hasn't been active for a period of time or hasn't moved on to uh, another lesson or another module, a series of email can be sent to them. And as you can set up a series of email when they're going through the course to encourage them and point out certain things. So, also, you know, there's a lot of buzzwords. I've just introduced them myself, so I apologise, listeners and viewers, um, but this area is filled with buzzwords. If you want to know more about WP Fusion and automation in general, you can always book a free session with me on the WP Tonic site, and I'm happy to give you some further advice um, I try and be as available. I have a slot of times during the week where I make sure I am available and you can book those through the website. 
Um, Cindy, how can people get hold of you and learn more about what you're up to? And well, I do all things um, in terms of how to design a course to make sure that people are going to get all the way through the course. So there's a lot you can do in the design of the course to make that happen. And that uh, you can find me at thecoursewhisperer.com. And uh, you can set up a call with me and I can kind of help give you some strategies and ideas of how to make sure your course um, is loved by your students. And listeners, um, me and Cindy have been thinking how to move um, that the value that we provide to you in the new year. It's rapidly coming. We're thinking of doing a little webinar series where we talk about actual um, subjects in more detail, but also have a session afterwards where you can ask us questions. And we were thinking of um, um, starting a, a small membership um, ourselves where you have access to that webinar and the ability to ask us any questions afterwards. And we're thinking of um, starting at a very low price. We think it's something that would be of real value to our listeners and viewers. If you think that's also that, um, I'll be setting up a landing page in the next week where um, I'll be promoting that and you'll be able to sign up for that. Um, but maybe touch base with us through Facebook or Twitter if you think that would be a good idea. We love your feedback. Um, it's just something we were thinking of starting in the year, isn't it, Cindy? Yes. Right, that's great. She'll probably tell me off for saying that to you, listeners. But uh, <laughs> Rob, I, I, we we love to get more feedback from you, and it's just an idea that we're having. We'll be back next week with um, either one of these internal discussions or we'll be having a great guest that will help you build a great online membership learning management system and get the success that you're looking for. We'll see you next week, folks. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to WP Tonic, the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week.